The trade deadline arrives at 3 o'clock Eastern time today. We'll discuss some small moves the Islanders made that may be giving us an idea of what to expect the rest of the day. Plus, where does Pierre Engvall fit into the lineup? And a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms We have got so much to talk about. A busy day today, trade deadline day in the National Hockey League. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a comment about something we've discussed, or maybe you've got a topic you'd like to have us analyze on a future episode of Locked On Islanders, feel free to email us. The email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during every Islanders home and road game. So join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk to Islander fans and interact with Islander fans game time or anytime. So reach out on Twitter. You can uh, leave comments uh, on our YouTube page or uh, just email. So please do get in touch, and let's talk some Islanders hockey. Well, for months now, we've been waiting for March 3rd, 2023, 3 o'clock Eastern time, that is the official trade deadline, and, uh, you know, sometimes, yeah, trades are made right before the deadline, but aren't announced until an hour or so after, but the amazing thing about this year's trade deadline is how many deals have already been made. I think there aren't too many big names left on the board, but that doesn't mean that Nothing will happen today. And look, let's face it. The Islanders were the first team to make a move when they swung the trade for Bo Horvat. That's what started this run. And then you had the Vladimir Tarasenko deal going to that other team in New York City. And uh, so many. Finally, Jacob Chikrin off the board. Patrick Kane. You've had so many players Some expected, like the ones I mentioned. You had other ones like Jonathan Quick were 
a little bit more of a surprise, but trade deadline month really is what it's sort of been the last three weeks, uh, four weeks have been very busy, and now it comes to a close today at 3 o'clock Eastern now. I have been talking a little bit about uh, a live show, and I will do that on YouTube to Friday, March 3rd, that's today, at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. So check Twitter. I will post the link on Twitter, and hopefully people can uh, join us, make some comments, ask some questions, and we'll talk about what happened at the trade deadline and where the Islanders stand. So definitely look for that as uh, you know tomorrow rolls around, or Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The Islanders did make some moves on Thursday. They weren't trades necessarily, but they were moves. They reassigned Arno Durando, Simon Holmstrom, and Otto Koivula to the Bridgeport Islanders. And you could sit there and say, why? Well, it does free up a little more cap space. And the other thing is that Bridgeport has, uh, you know, a game before the Islanders do, the New York Islanders. So, you know, maybe they'll play for Bridgeport, then one or more of them will be recalled back to the big club for Saturday afternoon's game against the Red Wings. But here's the, here's the thing that you sort of have to keep in mind, and that is that the New York Islanders are, you know, freeing up just a little bit more cap room as a result of making those three moves. And that, to me, is indicative of the fact that we could have uh, another addition at the trade deadline. Now, whether or not that's going to be a defenseman to help this team clear the puck out of their own zone, another offensive-minded player who maybe could help the team score more goals. The defensemen, the names are sort of getting, uh, you know, less and less. You got John Klingberg and Dmitry Kulikov from the Ducks. Both of them are kind of struggling, but, you know, the, the entire Ducks team this year has been struggling. Tyson Barry is a possibility. Uh, we'll see who else could be out there and whether or not in addition to trying to trade away, uh, I mean, acquire a player, will the Islanders also try to trade away a player? And a lot of it may depend on who's brought in, but I still wouldn't be shocked to see Scott Mayfield possibly be dealt if they acquire another defenseman. Although I would rather see Sebastian Ajo uh, become the seventh D-man. You could still see Josh Bailey being dealt at some point. There are a lot of possibilities out there. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see what Lou Lamorello ends up doing. Because, you know, we're getting... Uh, this is it. We're at the deadline, and I, I, my personal gut feeling, Otto Koivula probably going to stay in Bridgeport. I wouldn't be surprised, again, depending on whether or not another forward 
is joining the Islanders that Simon Holmstrom and Arno Durando return to the Islanders, possibly for Saturday's game, possibly uh, shortly thereafter. But, you know, to me, especially Durando, I like the way he's played, and I would like to see more of him uh, in the near future. We have got a lot more to discuss on today's episode. Guess what? Pierre Engvall, the newest Islander, skated with the team, practiced with the team for the first time on Thursday. We'll have some quotes from him. We'll talk a little bit about where he was in practice, who he was on a line with. Plus, we'll have a full preview of Saturday's game against the Red Wings. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, you've got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they have amazing flavors like peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro, and my personal favorite, cookies and cream. And Built Bars, look at these macros. Only 130 calories on average per bar, 4 grams of sugar, but they pack a whopping 17 grams of protein. You could still go to Built.com and order a box, have it delivered directly to your home. But now, Built Bars are also available. You could just drive to your local Sam's Club or Walmart and pick up a box in person. So check out Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to Built.com, Sam's Club, or Walmart. You can thank me later. The NHL trade deadline is Friday, March 3rd, and you can join us live at the Locked On NHL YouTube page from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock Eastern time as Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league, the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And don't forget, I will be going live 8 o'clock Eastern time with a special edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. And again, you can join me, comment, ask questions, and we'll have a great time talking about what the Islanders did and did not do at the trade deadline. So Pierre Engvall made his practice debut for the New York Islanders on Thursday. And this, I, I, I think, was kind of interesting because I was a little surprised when it came to who he skated with. Now, first of all, he's going to wear 18 as his jersey number, which is a little uh, surprising. I'm always going to think of Ed Westfall uh, as 18, mostly because not only was that his number and he was the first captain, but also that's what Jiggs McDonald uh, used to call him as part of the TV broadcasts in the 80s. So we'll see, you know, but now Engvall will get his chance to make an impression wearing the number 18, and that's a, a good thing. Here's what he had to say. It's definitely strange to jump on a plane right away, but it feels really good to be here. The whole team reached out as soon as I got traded, and I'm really excited to get going. Now, in practice, he was on a line with Bo Horvat and Anders Lee. So Lee and Engvall would give you a lot of size. Horvat and Lee, both goal scorers. Engvall gives you a, a certain amount of speed. This is an interesting combination, not one that I necessarily expected 
that's more or less placing Engvall on the first line right away. Lane Lambert had this to say about him. He's got good size and skates well with any player that comes in. It's his first day on the ice getting acclimatized to the complete environment. I thought he did well. Anders Lee, the captain, added he came in with a great attitude and has a good work ethic. He made a difference on the team he was with before, so we're really lucky to have him. He was always tough to play against through the years. He, er he works extremely hard. He's very versatile, can play up and down in the lineup, and he's just one of those guys who's going to give you his best every night. Engvall basically said, I just kept playing my game every year, and I established myself. It really feels good to come to the Islanders and get this opportunity. So here it is. Uh, Pierre Engvall joining the New York Islanders. And, uh, you know, a lot of players seem excited. Bo Horvat, here's what he had to say. From what I've seen before, watching him on TV, he has tremendous speed. He's the kind of guy, or the type of guy, who can make it hard on defenders with his speed. And uh, Horvat basically said, it's not nice being the newest guy. He's going to fit in great here. I'm looking forward to getting to know him better. So this should be very interesting, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Lane Lambert adding, there's no question that having him in practice Thursday gives him an opportunity to come in and get comfortable before he has to play a game, and that's a good thing. So Engvall ready to make his debut. You'll see him on the ice Saturday against the Red Wings. And, uh, yeah, it uh, looks like he is ticketed for the first line, at least initially. But, yeah, we'll see whether or not that holds. And, again, if there's another deal made on Friday, the line combinations certainly could change dramatically between now and uh, Saturday afternoon's game. And don't forget, it is a matinee. Uh, Islanders also made another move on Wednesday that I didn't get a chance to talk about on yesterday's show. Goalie Tristan Lennox agreed to a three-year entry-level contract. He's 20 years old and has been playing with the Saginaw spirit of the OHL. He's a third-round pick by the Islanders in 2021. So uh, now... Tristan Lennox giving the Islanders organization a little bit more depth in goal. And we know, we know for certain that goaltending depth in this organization is a little bit of an issue. I mean, we've got Corey Schneider, who is the veteran who the Islanders clearly don't want to rely on for more than a game at most or two if an injury were to strike. I don't think Jakub Skarik has shown that he's ready for the NHL just yet. His play overall this year, even though he's picked up his game a little bit more in the last three weeks or so, has not lived up to expectations. He has not taken that step forward. So Tristan Lennox giving the Islanders uh, a little bit more of an option in goal uh, and a little bit more depth in the organization. And congratulations to him for signing his entry-level deal. And uh, look, this, this time of year, it, it, it's just an exciting time. 
And I think the uncertainty about the trade deadline adds to this. The Islanders right now have played 64 games. That is the most in the Metropolitan Division. They have 70 points. That means you got 18 games left on this schedule. And it should be, needless to say, uh, some exciting hockey. And the next four games are all against teams that are still, at least mathematically, uh, these are the guys you're fighting for those final two wild card spots. We have the Saturday matinee against the Red Wings. That is uh, the, the, at home. You have a Tuesday home game against Buffalo, another team fighting for that spot. Thursday in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then Saturday of next week, March 11th, at home against the Capitals. That, again, all four of those teams are among the teams battling for the wild card spot. The only team not, uh, you know, that's battling, uh, I mean, maybe you can include Ottawa, and maybe you would include Florida, but the next four games are all against teams you're fighting for that spot. It is going to be vital for the Islanders to play well and get things done. We have got more to get to on today's show. We'll preview that Saturday matinee against the Detroit Red Wings at UBS Arena. We've got that, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay with Instant Match. As soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Pay you Plus, you only pay for the quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Islanders, Red Wings, UBS Arena, Matinee. We all know matinees have been a bit of a problem for the Islanders, but Hopefully, they are able to overcome that. Islanders are going to be well-rested. And I think, you know, down the stretch, there's going to be more days off for the Islanders than perhaps some of the uh, teams that they're facing because, you know, we've mentioned the Islanders have all these uh, extra games that they've played, so the other teams are going to have to make it up. The Red Wings, by the way, uh, they will just have one day off. They're playing the Seattle Kraken uh, on Thursday night, and that game, you know, should be interesting. By the way, Vili Huso is in goal right now uh, for the Red Wings against the Kraken. So, uh, very possible we see Huso again, or it could be backup Magnus Helberg. 
lot of changes going on uh, in Detroit, and that is certainly part of it with the trade deadline going on. The Red Wings right now, four games over 500. They've played 60 games, 28, 24, and 8. So 64 points, that ties them with Ottawa, puts them two points behind Florida and Buffalo as we battle for those wild card spots. But statistically, this is sort of a, a very average, maybe even slightly below average team. 22nd in the league in goals scored, 19th in goals against the power play, 19th, the penalty kill, 18th. It's just, they're very, very average, for lack of a better way to put it. Their line combinations right now, Dylan Larkin on the top line with Dominic Kubalik and Lucas Raymond, followed by Andrew Kopp, Robbie Fabry, and David Perron as the second unit. Joe Valeno centers the third line with uh, Jonathan Bergen and Philip Zadina on either side of him, and Pius Suter centers Adam Ernie and Oscar Sundqvist on the fourth line. Jake Wallman and Moritz Sider are the top defense pair. Ali Mata and Ben Sherat, the middle pair. And Robert Hag and Gustav Lindstrom are the third pair. The goaltenders, Huso and Helberg. Right now, Mark uh, Pissick is on IR. Michael Rasmussen listed as out. So that is sort of the injury situation. Dylan Larkin leading the team with 22 goals, 57 points. So he leads the team in goals and assists. And that is always, uh, you know, a, a situation where you really have to keep your eyes on him. And Larkin, 11 of his 22 goals, or half of them, coming on the man advantage, 10 of his 35 assists. He also leads the team with four game-winning goals. And realistically... Uh, the Islanders are going to have to find a way to slow him down. He is key right now for the Detroit Red Wings, and, and whether or not he is able to uh, use his speed and his skill against the Islanders, that is going to be important. Islanders really also need to get their power play going. When you have an average PK uh, like the Detroit has, they kill 77.5% of the opposing team's power plays. You need to find a way to uh, take advantage and get your power play going. And the other thing is that this is a Detroit team that doesn't take a lot of penalties. And they may not get a lot of shots on goal necessarily. They're not a big shooting team, but they're accurate. Top 10 in the league, eighth, as a matter of fact, in shooting percentage. So the Islanders have to limit those quality scoring chances, especially rebounds and and really defensive coverage is going to be important. And I want to make sure that the Islanders line up. I, I want to see either Pelik or Pulak out there against Dylan Larkin. Now, we still don't know the status of J.G. Pajot, whether or not he'll be available. One thing, you know, the, the fact that the Islanders did send those three players we mentioned earlier down to Bridgeport tells me th that either J.G. Pajot could be uh, activated off the IR in time for Saturday's game, or another trade may be coming down the pike. So we have to see. By the way, 
you know, the goaltending in Detroit, Vili Uso, a 9.04 save percentage, Magnus Helberg, an 8.96 save percentage, so the Islanders should have an edge in goal. Time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, we're a day early on this one, but Saturday is going to be the 60th birthday of former Islanders center Gilles Thibodeau. The Montreal native made his NHL debut with the Habs back in 86-87, but joined the Islanders for the 1989-90 season, only played 20 games with the Isles before heading over to Toronto, and then finished his career in Europe, mostly in Switzerland. But in those 20 games, four goals, eight points, 17 penalty minutes, and he was a plus two. So statistically, uh, Thibodeau had his moments. And his best game as an Islander, a three-assist performance on October 20th, 1989, at the Old Cap Center in Landover, Maryland, in a 5-3 to three win for the New York Islanders. That was the game Mick Vakoda had a hat trick. He had three goals in exactly five minutes, all of them in the first period. And Thibodeau assisted on all three of them. So that was certainly a memorable moment for Islander fans, for Gilles Thibodeau, and of course, for the ever-popular Mick Vakoda. So again, happy 60th birthday for Gilles Thibodeau. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Trade deadline day is here. Again, join us Friday, 8 o'clock Eastern time for our live show on YouTube. I'll tweet out the link and uh, make sure that everybody gets it and, and join us and let's talk about what happened at the trade deadline. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day and a great weekend. And of course, let's go Islanders.